Hello and welcome to localjobnetwork.com radio. You're listening to the LJN Radio Quad, where our radio hosts gather to share their thoughts, ideas, and perspectives on just about every employment-related topic that we can think of. I am Tim Muma, and I'm joined today by Lynn Molitor. Hello. Liz Dotson. Hello, hello. And Carrie Freitag. Hello. Now, we truly do have an intriguing collection of subjects that our hosts brought to the table today. We're going to start things off with Lynn by looking at an idea from college, but I do promise that it's not beer pong or 3 a.m. study sessions, I don't think. No, those days are long gone. Okay, all right. Well, then we'll let you go ahead and start. So, um, once again, I got my topic from Good Morning America, where they were discussing this individual at an ad agency called Translation, and he wants the best of both worlds for his employees. So it's he was like, you had a major and minor in college, so why don't you have a major and minor at work? The thought behind it was basically what your major is is your primary work function, but what your passion is, probably what you would really like to be doing, is your minor. And he's trying to get his employees to be able to use their passion in some mannerism at work as well. And I thought, well, that's an interesting idea. So um, one of the examples that they gave was, I think, an individual in the story that I had passed around to the group was uh, an individual liked to do rapping, I think. That was one of his passions. And they discovered this at, at the work, at Translation, the company. And then they were able to utilize him in a national ad campaign that they put together. And nice. then I think he got some exposure from it. So, I mean, that's like a really cool example. <laughs> So I was thinking if we had the chance to use our passion at the workplace, at the local job network, would we be able to translate our passion into something viable here? So interesting idea. So I was thinking, (laughs) all right, I'm like, what would my, you know, what would my passion be? Having my own radio show. No. (laughs) (laughs) That is wide open for That is truly available. (laughs) We can make that work. (laughs) Um, Actually, I like American history. Mm. I like American history now more than I did when I was actually in school learning. (laughs) But um, how would I translate that into into our business? I really don't know. (laughs) So I'll have to work on that. The one thing is I do enjoy um, learning about local communities. So like if I do ever go to other cities to visit, I love watching local news just to find out. Mm -hmm. And I know years ago on our websites, we used to have local trivia. And I always enjoyed that. So Yeah, I was thinking about the facts. You could use the facts. Because a lot of history is about exciting facts. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. We got to find a way to incorporate more facts into our Right, yeah. Yeah, company. trivia. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe it's not so trivial. It's factual. <laughs> <laughs> People want to know. <laughs> so that's my passion. I don't know how I'll leverage that. <laughs> Anyone else? Well, I know you talked about places to visit. Yes. <laughs> Travel would be mine. There's mm-hmm. no doubt about it. Because um, I tried to think of others, and I'm like, no. It would be travel. I like to shop. I like to eat. But (laughs) my passion would be being able to travel. You could visit your customers. This is true. Across the country. I do get to benefit a little bit. I guess I get to use my minor because we do have other offices. So I do get to travel there. And we do sometimes have conferences where we are in other cities. So 
to an extent, I get to incorporate that. Yeah, it's no always global good. travel, though. It's always good for <laughs> I, And actually, travel is an interesting one because I know when I was younger, it was always like, oh, I can't wait. I wish I could travel for work. Mm-hmm. You know, and now that the novelty of that for me has worn <laughs> off. But when I was younger, I was like, can I please go to Vegas for a conference? <laughs> and I never got to, to go to a conference in Vegas. <laughs> Got to go to Chicago on the train once. (laughs) Well, that's a good time. (laughs) My outside passion is photography, but we already have an excellent marketing department that takes care of that. And oh, come on! But that would that would be my side minor there. Oh, so do you have the fancy camera and everything? No, (laughs) no. But you want one? I would love to have one. Yes. Do you like to take pictures of people or more scenery and animals? People, oh. I always get them making goofy faces and not <laughs> cute goofy faces. <laughs> that's interesting to know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's definitely something that I think a lot of people could utilize, along with the music, whether it be rapping or yeah. actual instruments or singing in some capacity. I think a lot of people could help that. I, I mean, I'm intrigued by the idea, idea just as a whole. I think, you know, I've done some shows where people talk about it's so much easier now to have sort of that side hustle, that side job, to be an entrepreneur with something that employers need to start thinking of ways to make sure you're keeping the talent and making sure that they're challenged, that they enjoy it. And that's you know a lot of what this is talking about here is maybe your primary duties aren't exactly what you wanted to do with your career. But if you can incorporate some of these things, I, th- I mean, I think that's a terrific idea. I think at least two of you in here know a uh, passion of mine is baseball. <laughs> I have no way of knowing how we can incorporate that. I have done a couple of interviews with baseball-related topics, but, uh, you know. Well, that's th- good. Yeah, I've tried. I tried. Um, other than that, I don't know how I could. But, you know, uh, it could be smaller things like comedy. I mean, I'm, I love comedy. I think that's something that you can incorporate, whether it be in writing or in speaking in some capacity, uh, along the same lines of music. So that's probably something that I would love to incorporate more uh, at some point, uh, maybe when the the opportunity presents itself. Um, but yeah, just as a whole, I, I love that idea to give your employees another avenue to express themselves or to make sure that they're not sort of getting that itch to go somewhere else or try something because the opportunities are there a lot more so now than maybe 40 years ago that, that you could do it on your own. Yeah, I guess, you know, it's interesting. I keep thinking about what Carrie had said. And it's like, you know, here she's got an interest and a passion. And it wasn't until we're all sitting around in the radio studio it is always good, I think, to kind of share some of your interests with uh, your manager because sometimes a situation could present itself and then just knowing that, oh, I know someone who has an interest or maybe they would like to do this. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Good point. So yeah. all of these things that we're discussed in here now will be food for thought in the future. <laughs> That's true. Uh-oh. We well, need a corporate world series for Tim. Corporate. Right, yeah. Interesting. I'll have to think about how, for next year, I'll think about how to incorporate more baseball <laughs> yes. without, without, without it going overboard, of course. All right, well, that was definitely an intriguing topic. Carrie went in a completely different direction. <laughs> I don't think any less interesting, to be honest. And it has to do with communication, which we know is very important. But, uh, uh, Carrie, everyone now is curious what exactly you're talking about. I wanted to talk about cursing at work. Is it ever okay in the workplace or also in a job interview? Mm. <laughs> that occasional <laughs> word that slips out every once in a while. I said a curse word in the in the quad once. Do you remember that, Tim? Uh, I think that was barely a curse word. <laughs> right, it was barely. But it, it did horrify you. They're like, I can't believe I did that. I know, I thought I was going to get beeped <laughs> or bleeped. <laughs> There's some people that think that in depending on the field you're in, it's perfectly appropriate. Mm-hmm. 
Um, they example in the article had to do with um, stocks and trading. And if you lose a ton of money, it's almost mandatory that you say a few naughty words. <laughs> but what about in a business environment or where you deal with customers? Hmm. Is it an automatic termination if you say it in front of a customer? You know, it's funny. Um, when I got back from lunch today, I could hear one of my coworkers a couple rows over. I think they had someone swear at them on the telephone and hang up on them. Mm. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Right. And it was kind of like, <laughs> wow, you, you're just not used to hearing that in a, like a, a business office setting. Mm. Right. So then it, it kind of really hits home. Well, it obviously wasn't perceived well if somebody brought it up. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, Probably yeah, it's not like you're good. Minorly <laughs> offended when it happens to you. And if someone said it in a job interview, would you oh. consider moving them forward? And if they say it more than once in a job interview, <laughs> is that are they automatically out of the running? Y- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. People, pe- people are at their best behavior typically in an interview. So if they're swearing in the interview, it's probably an indicator of more to come. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, in the interview, it's it's hard to justify the interview, like you said, yeah. Liz. Um, you know, maybe in a very select few industries where it would kind of just be glossed over. One thing that's interesting to me is people's threshold for what they consider a curse word or a bad word. You know, there are some that are maybe borderline or, uh, you know, even aren't considered it, but you don't like hearing it for some reason. Um, my wife and I have that debate with like our kids, especially, you know, like if that borderline word that's like, well, it doesn't really mean anything. But um, so that's that's one area. Other than that, you know, in the workplace, we're all human. We make mistakes. I, I mean, there are probably far worse things you could do than curse. I mean, that would be more impactful to the negative side of the organization. I think sometimes it just matters what who you're talking with, what group you're in. If you're just within your team and you're in a private setting and, you know, maybe it gets heated and something happens, you know, again, it occurs. You don't want it to. I think there can be some forgiveness there. But um, interviews, you know, presentations, customers <laughs> and clients. I mean, that, yeah, I think that's got to be a big, a big red X through that one. I know occasionally with my work neighbor, I've said like minor, minor lightweight stuff. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's making sure to emphasize very minor. Right. Very minor. I think like three words I said because <laughs> I was mortified when they happened. So I've actually been counting them in my head. <laughs> <laughs> but the article that Carrie had shared with us, it did make note that sometimes you add, they're used to add levity or convey emotion. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, I think that's what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was because it was kind of like a joking setting. Mm-hmm. I did years ago. Um, I was in meetings with higher level management and I was surprised mm-hmm. at um, they weren't happy. Um, it was a project inf- implementation that did not go well. And um, there were some pretty tense moments. Uh, you know, these guys could joke and laugh around with the best of them. But boy, when when things got a little tense, you know, all of the the man, you know, the politeness was pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. And um, I have to say, you know, us underlings or whatever you want to call us, <laughs> we would never have broach that but at third level I wasn't really offended by it it was kind of like yeah you just wanted to stay out of the line of fire Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I think it may go on but I'd say let them at the higher levels (laughs) go there (laughs) at at a lower level don't even 
unless that's your industry, as you said, yeah. Carrie. <laughs> yeah, no, I, uh, I this is very interesting. I can't say I hear it barely ever around here, to be honest. Like you said, it might actually come more from an angry customer or something um, from that side of it. But yeah. um, I don't think we've had to have an issue here at all unless I'm missing something. Carrie, that's why you brought up the topic. I don't know. <laughs> nope, not, not in this <laughs> okay, good. place at all. <laughs> good. I can see Carrie with the door shut just, just yep. going crazy in there. Oh, yeah. That's what I see. <laughs> all right. Well, maybe your coworker isn't cursing like a sailor, but something else may be a negative from that standpoint. Um, I was looking to get some feedback from the rest of the group and your experiences as far as working with a coworker that maybe isn't uh, isn't picking up the slack a little bit. They're, they're slacking in their role and maybe especially affecting other coworkers of yours or yourself and your work. Um, you know, how do you handle that? How do you approach that? And I'm looking at it more from people who are on the same level, obviously, not a manager to a direct report, but uh, if it's a peer of yours that you're trying to work with, how do you address that? I don't think, and me personally, I don't think you want to be running to your manager every time there's some issue you think something's not working out. So what's the professional, effective way to possibly handle that without obviously affecting anything else negatively? I would recommend thinking about whether it's something that is uncharacteristic of them or if it's something that is continuously happening. Because if it's something where it seems uncharacteristic, but they've just been slow, it's this project, then I would probably ask, you know, is everything okay? Anything distracting you? You know, try and understand maybe what might be happening. How full is their plate right now? Mm -hmm. Do they feel like they've got enough time? Try and get in there to try and understand a little bit about what may be causing them to be operating a bit slower than everybody else. (laughs) (laughs) And um, yeah, so I guess it depends. But if it's a constant thing, then you got to bring it forward. Would you mention in asking if anything's going on, would you mention like that you're asking because it seems like they're slower? Would that be later if you can't figure out what's going on? Yeah, I mean, if they respond right away, then I probably wouldn't even need to go there just right. yet. But if they're not quite understanding what I'm asking, I might say, <laughs> you know, I noticed it seems like, you know, things are, you're you're struggling a little bit to keep up with the pace, you know, and then probe a little bit deeper. Uh-huh. Yeah, I don't know if this counts or not, or <laughs> if this is the right way. I know a lot of times if I'm like working on something and I'll I'll see something that needs to be corrected, I'll just correct it. But on the flip side, you could say, well, if you just correct it and you don't tell the person, mm-hmm. how are they going to know yeah. to to fix it? You know, so um, so I try and do that. But then, you know, sometimes I'll just fix it on the fly and it's like, well, it's going to take me too long. It's like, I'm sure they just forgot or, mm-hmm. you know, they didn't mean to. But then sometimes when you see like a pattern you know, then I then I just I do let them know. It's like, you know, you forgot to do this and, you know, this wasn't right. And even when I know that they know, you know, hoping that just sending them like an email so I don't like embarrass them or anything. But then they kind of know. So I don't know if that's taking the easy way out or not. But, you know, then they can see that it's like, oh, yeah. You know, then they'll acknowledge it and they're like, oh, geez, why did I do that? Mm-hmm. But I only do it if it's a, pet, you know, a, a regular occurrence. I try to try bring something up along uh, lines of a joke. Try to make it subtle. You know, maybe, oh, it seems I'm doing a lot of work here. <laughs> you know, so, <laughs> some, some subtle way to, to bring it up, you know, instead of directly confronting them. Hint, mm-hmm. hint, kind of you are not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
along those lines. <laughs> well, that is interesting. And, and Lynn, to your point too, as far as possibly just taking care of it yourself or, or not acknowledging it at some point, that's what I've read about as well, is that at what point are you enabling right. the mm-hmm. behavior mm-hmm. and are you affecting them or is that is that really your responsibility? So yeah, I I mean I I'm kinda I'm kinda with Carrie as far as I I mean I'm not a big person on confrontation if it doesn't have to be. And I know I mean all three of you were approaching it in ways that were very more subtle than just walking over and hey, uh you need to pull your weight around here, something like that. <laughs> I don't know. It's honest. I don't know. What happened to honesty is the best policy. Hey, that's my personality type. <laughs> no. But I think those are all good suggestions and different ways to to go about it without, I mean, maybe it gets to that point, like Liz said, at some point, maybe you do have to be like, hey, you know, this is why I was asking because, Mm -hmm. you know, this needs to get done. But uh, I'm sure everyone's been in that situation at at some point. So hopefully some pointers there will be able to help you out. And for the record, again, I'm not speaking of anyone specific. It's just simply a topic. I know everyone starts to wonder, is he talking about me? Nobody at all. Okay. Moving on to our last topic, uh, of course, we do all have our faults, and that's why those coworkers might slack once in a while. And sometimes we just make some minor mistakes that pop up. But Liz, I thought you had a, a fun angle on the idea of mistakes at work. Yeah. So I think we've all been subject to an <laughs> awkward work moment, and there's just no way to avoid them. And so we're going to talk a little bit about how do you approach these awkward moments with poise and... <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if you can. Maybe it's just awkward. How to save face. Yeah, exactly. Thank you. So I am going to um, bring up a couple scenarios that some of you may have had experience with already. And maybe you guys can reply with how you would react to it or how you would address the situation. Maybe per experience or not. Um, all right. We don't have to confess that part, <laughs> <right>? <laughs> No. Okay, so the first one here is misdirected love. So (laughs) we all have conversations on our phones at home, and we say goodbye, and we have our salutations, and every now and then it just slips that you tell your boss, love you, or (laughs) all right, thanks, bye, honey. So, and maybe it's not your boss, maybe it's just a coworker, but it makes for an awkward moment. How do you handle this? I have personal experience with this one. <laughs> At one of my jobs, I was talking to a manager on the phone, and we were talking something, you know, work, maybe what we were doing for the weekend, and I ended it with saying, love you. <laughs> <laughs> hung, up, hung up the phone and thought, oh, I didn't. I called her right back, and I said, did I? And before I even answered the question, she's like, yeah, I got a good laugh out of it. <laughs> you know, it was an accident. She knows I didn't love her that way. <laughs> <laughs> At least it was a positive response. Yes. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll move on to the next one. That yeah, was I good. Got, I got nothing on that one. Well, <laughs> I think should leave it at that. Okay. So um, forgetting someone's name. I know I've been there a million mm. times. Oh, I do this all the time. So what do you do? I once in a large meeting, again, it was a project meeting, but there were a lot of people in there. I called someone the wrong name <laughs> in front of everyone. So his name was Craig and I called him Kurt. And obviously I have not forgotten this example either. <laughs> and it's probably been a good 10, 12, 12, 12 years. Um, you know, I was just mortified. But in front of everyone, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm sorry. I just, you know, and I think everyone could kind of relate because mm-hmm. it's, you know, it just kind of came out. But then I had, you know, I went and I apologized to him afterwards after the meeting. You know, I'm like, I don't know what happened. 
So you uh, you knew it right away after you said it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I did because it was like, oh. The problem was everyone started calling him Kurt. Then. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds about right. Yeah. yeah that's what people So would if you're Kurt and the person didn't recognize, or if you're Craig, right. you're called Kurt, <laughs> and, and the person didn't recognize it, how do you respond? Right. I think he would have said, you mean Craig? <laughs> you know, he probably, you know. I think it was one of those where we're all human, you know, and it's like you're, everyone else was probably sitting there going, oh, I'm so glad that wasn't me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, th- I think we've all been there. I think I, I don't think, like you said, I, we're all human and that's going to happen. I've I've coached and taught for a couple of years, so I had oh. plenty of names that I would remember and forget, and it happens. Just acknowledge it and then move <laughs> on, I guess. <laughs> all right, next one. Making a reference in a meeting, whether it be a word or something, with the wrong intention. Mm. So when you realize, okay, this probably is not didn't come out right, do you either <laughs> let it go and keep moving on, or do you acknowledge the fact that that was weird? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's interesting because I come from the media side, and the belief is that you just keep going. You don't mm. acknowledge the mistake. You don't acknowledge the issue. I personally have never agreed with that because I'll sit at home and hear something and be like, do they know what they just said? Like, why are they not addressing it? You know, even if it's right. you said misinterpreted or, or maybe it's a word that was used incorrectly. So I, I've always felt just kind of what Carrie mentioned earlier about just make a joke of it. Just mm-hmm. self-deprecation. I think a lot of times people appreciate it and that kind of eases the tension if there was any because it was misinterpreted. So that's the road I would go. If I mess up, I mean, I mess up plenty on the radio. I just acknowledge it, laugh about it, and, and then move on. Usually, that's, to me, that's the best way to handle it. Sounds good to me. Okay. Okay, we have two more. We got to go quick. <laughs> so the next one, wearing the same outfit as somebody else. Maybe this is more common for the females than the males. I don't <laughs> this know. This happens to me all the time. <laughs> okay, never. Actually, there are a lot of people in brewer sweatshirts. True, but, but not maybe not the this same brewer one. <laughs> this brewer sweatshirt. Anyway. <laughs> I always took that as a compliment. You know, it's like, oh, we have the same taste. Depending on who's wearing it, I guess, though, right? I mean, right. Maybe yeah. you don't want to have the same taste. I don't know. That's true. Again, I don't know. I've never had it happen to me. So. But that's a good way to handle it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay, last one real quick. Awkward noises. So you're in a meeting. Your stomach's growling. <laughs> oh. You have to burp, whatever it may be. But, I mean, you can't control the stomach growls, right? So what do you do? I'd have to go back to making a joke of it because if it was embarrassing, my face is going to turn bright red and people are going to know. <laughs> I like ignore them because I know it's happened to me in the past, you know, and so when I hear other people, I just I just have kind of tuned out the, the stomach growls. I like the stomach growl one because I think it was like a week ago, the person who's engineering our show right now was hosting a show <laughs> and all of a sudden... <laughs> And she gave me this look like, did you hear that? So um, I don't think the guests noticed. I think it's okay. Um, I, I, Yeah, I don't know. I've never been in that specific scenario. I guess I'd probably just cover up my stomach or try to hold in the bird. I, I have no idea. That's, that's an awkward <laughs> one. You know what? You haven't answered any of these. Well, give, us, give us something. Liz, you need to give us something. Oh, I would make a joke of it Okay. if, the, if that was the case. And I'd probably try to eat more. <laughs> Bring a snack. Bring a snack. All right. Well, that was fun. That was a good topic. 
With that, though, we do have to close out this installment of the LJN Radio Quad. As always, feel free to send us a message to LJN Radio at localjobnetwork.com. Let us know if there's something you'd like us to talk about. As you could probably tell, we'll talk about just about anything <laughs> if it relates to work or your career. You can also follow us on Twitter if you want to reach out there at the LJN. We'd love to hear, hear from you on Twitter. Also, keep in mind, I got this from, uh, from Lynn. You can pick up a ton of knowledge and insight from all of our LJN Radio podcasts, both at ljnradio.com and on iTunes. Whether you're trying to figure out what to do as a career, need help landing a job, looking for tips on success in the workplace, or even need advice on executive level matters, we definitely have you covered. For Lynn Molitor, Liz Dotson, and Carrie Freitag, I'm Tim Muma. We'll talk to you later.